You are Locked hey, On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Awesome. It is really the start of the college football week. I'll say every Thursday. That's the Thursday. If you guys are listening to this Thursday or whenever you listen to our show on Thursday, Thursday is the start of the college football week, Luke, because tonight on television, college football. American college football tonight. Actually, you had some last night, UAB, Jacksonville State, no offense. I need something a little bigger. I'm going to watch that game because um, UAB's got some dudes I followed in recruiting, and I guess Jacksonville State does too. But I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily firing up the grill, you know. Yeah, same way. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, y'all are listening to this on Thursday. Me and Luke are recording it Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I am uh, I'm excited about the UAB game just in the sense that I'm excited about when I'm able to, uh, you know, turn off the work day and put the feet up on the coffee table that there will be football on the television, and it's with a lot of kids I've heard of and I'm familiar with. Uh, I'm excited in that sense. But I'm far more excited about tonight uh, as you guys listen to this, which is Ohio State-Minnesota, Tennessee Bowling Green, UCF-Boise. Those are the games that, uh, that stand out to me, and I, I realize there's other games as well. Are you surprised that the Tennessee Bowling Green line is like 35? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not too much of a gambling man. That's not what I, I, I normally don't wager. I think you're more inclined to do so than me. But uh, if I was waiting, uh, I would run to the uh, window and place my C-note on uh, Bowling Green. I'm not sure Tennessee's 35 points better than Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> I'm yeah, use, I, I'm, sure, I'm way, sure that's true. Here's a warning. I'm going to be using Bishop Sycamore jokes for quite some time, so it's really on you, the listener, to educate yourself on Bishop Sycamore. Um, another story came out about that fictitious high school today where former players are saying now the coach who was fired from this fictitious school, which is exactly the way Kramer was fired when he wasn't working at a place, um, came out and said today that the coach made this man for no reason. And also he got all of their plays offensively by watching Madden video games. That's amazing. <laughs> that is awesome. The story just see the story just keeps getting better. Like so many stories, uh, it flares up and it's funny, and then all the jokes are worn out and you move on. This story gets better by the day. You know, I'm wondering now if it's this isn't a co- uh, new Coke scenario. You know, when Coca-Cola came out with their new formula, and everybody's like this tastes like liquid shit. And they were like, oh, okay, we were just playing. Here's our old formula back. And <laughs> I wonder if ESPN has um, stupidly outsmarted the room or um, smartly outstupided the room. I don't know which way to go because they look so dumb in this whole thing for not even checking if Bishop Sycamore is a real thing. But now they've given themselves years of content this is a 30 for 30 in the making and 
I mean, I don't, I, 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 it's just incredible. This free content for ESPN, and they, they only get it because they're stupid. And put, I put it this way, I did not watch the game. I, I mean, I knew it was on. I, but, I mean, I knew IMG was playing. I, frankly, I did not – I honestly did not know who they were playing. All I knew was IMG was going to be on ESPN on Sunday, and if I have time, I'll watch because Tyler Booker's playing. I mean, that, that was what was in my head. I didn't know who they were playing. I, I paid no attention to whatsoever uh, until the, the scandal blew up. But what's hilarious to me is I didn't watch it live, but if they replayed it, I would go out of my way to watch it again. I want to watch oh. the playback. And I want, Jimmy, to watch, I want to watch it now. Yeah, I, I mean, and again, Bishop Sycamore has willed themselves into existence. <laughs> this, they weren't a thing, and now they are a thing. It's amazing. Applications are through the roof. I really, I don't know why I haven't done this. I was going to, like, write left-handed. I'm a right-handed guy. I was going to write left-handed, like, diploma. And, and Bishop Sycamore, on a piece of paper, just hold it up and say, I finally got my diploma from high school. Um, okay. uh, anyway, Jimmy, let me tell everybody really quickly about rockauto.com. Rock Auto, all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. I'll sing it. I don't, I'm not, I got no shame. I'll sing it. I like it. You sing it. Obviously. I'm in the car by myself. Yeah, sing it. Uh, rockauto.com has all the parts your car will ever need i'm dead serious about this easy to navigate website rockauto.com go there get the parts you need for your porsche or your dodge dart or your chevy cavalier or your pontiac thunderbird whatever i'm just naming cars i know and they've got the part for those particular cars they've got a part for everything go check them out rockauto.com the prices are so low you'll think they've rockauto.com a family-run website easy to navigate easy to buy from rockauto.com also want to tell you about betonline.ag betonline.ag they'll give you a hundred percent welcome bonus to play with and you want to go there if you use promo code locked on and you want to go there because now you can go bet on bowling green plus 35 and a half against tennessee you can put them in a teaser with minnesota and then just count your cash it's, it's that easy I love to say easy to navigate websites, obviously, but that's important to me. I'm older. I'm not that smart. Um, and so I think that it's important to have a website that you can navigate easily. BetOnline's got that. Again, they just surprise me with something. They go, hey, Luke, you got $10 in your account because we love you. I'm like, Welcome.eg, the best gambling website in America. Go check them out. BetOnline.ag, out the depth chart on defense now. We talked about the offense yesterday, if you missed that podcast. Now we're going to go into defense. Um, defensive end, it looks like it's going to be a Boydby, DJ Dale, and Fedarian, don't call me Phil Mathis. Yep. Yeah, I think those are our best guys. Obviously, we'll still see some of LeBron Ray. We'll still see some of Tim Smith. We'll still see some of Byron Young, maybe even Jamari and Latham, who I think's had a good fall camp. But I think those will be the main guys. I think there's going to be two, honestly. I think the two that are going to be on the field the most will be Aboigby and Phil Mathis. I think those two will be out there a lot, Luke, because I think what we're going to see a ton of is nickel 
And unlike previous years, this year when we're in nickel, we're going to be in nickel with two outside linebackers lining up at the end positions, which will leave only room for two defensive linemen on the field. So I, I'm really looking at them in groups of two this year because I just think we're not going to take Chris Allen and, uh, and, and, and Will Anderson off the field. We did something very similar in 2016 when Tim Williams and Ryan Anderson were on the field almost at all times, and we were in nickel rabbit pretty much all year and only played two defensive linemen. Uh, I, I think we're going to see – uh, something like that quite a bit this year. So defensive line, you know, I know they list three. I know Dale's the third guy. I do think we'll see Dale, uh, particularly when we're in regular, uh, particularly when we think the other team's going to run the ball. But uh, I think in terms of what defensive linemen are going to play the most snaps, I say Justin Aboigby and Findarian Mathis. Yeah, I'm going um, Mathis and – and I'm going to Boyd B. I'm also going to say this. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Tim Smith plays more than DJ Dale, even though he's not starting. I Crazy? don't disagree. Okay. I think Tim I Smith's disagree. a freak. I love Tim Smith. I think Tim Smith's great. I think DJ Dale's I, great, and DJ Dale's very strong. But there, there's, it feels like Tim Smith has a higher ceiling for right now. I don't know why. I agree totally, and if I could – if there was only two defensive linemen for me to pick to play with all year, and they're like, Jimmy, you can only pick two, which two are you going to live and die with? Mine would be a Boykby and Tim Smith. Byron Young, where do you think he factors in here? Does he get a lot of playing time? Uh, quite a bit. Um, I'm going to call him second team, but the fact of the matter is he's first team. He, by first team, what I mean is when the game is not decided and it's in the first half and it's 7-7 seven to seven or 10-7, to seven, we can see Byron Young in the game. And to me, that makes him first team. Now, I know he won't be the first one out there. When the game starts, 47 probably won't be on the field. But as far as I'm concerned, when you play with the first team while the game is undecided, you're a first team player, and, and that's Byron Young. All right, let's go to uh, the linebackers now. Obviously, Chris Allen, Will Anderson, uh, then Christian Harris, and uh, Henry T. I mean, have – I don't remember our having a better lineup of linebackers at one time. I mean, we, I think we've had some better linebackers, uh, maybe not better than Will Anderson, but we've had some better linebackers. But I don't know that we've had a group of four better than this. I mean, ever. No, no I mean, I, I would, I'm, I'm open to arguments. I'm open to people telling me it's not as good as the year we had. These four guys, I'm open to the argument. But in terms of just asking me, Jimmy, have we, be, have we been ever been better at linebacker than we are right now? My answer is no. Uh, I, I, think, I think we have the best duo of inside linebackers in college football with Christian Harris and, as I call him, Hank. Christian and Hank, best inside duo in college football, best outside duo in college football in Chris Allen and Will Anderson. And I, as crazy as that sounds, because that sounds like such a homer thing to say, but no, I'm 100% serious. That's my opinion, period. I will go even further and say that if our outside linebacker duo was Drew Sanders and Chris Braswell, that would be the best outside linebacker duo in the country. How about that? Okay, I'm not going to call you crazy because I believe in their potential. I'm going to say... That's um, a very Philip Marshall thing of you to say. 
That was. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, because even I realize I'm saying out loud, I'm like, Jimmy, that's just going way too far. That's what I believe. I ain't trading them. I am not trading yeah, okay. Drew and Braswell for any pair of outside linebackers that play anywhere else, including Ohio State, Clemson, or even Georgia, who has outstanding defensive personnel. Okay. I'm, okay. I feel you. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about defensive backs and a couple other things. Defensive backs is probably the most interesting grouping to me. Um, uh, Jalen Armour Davis wins a starting role. Um, Kudos to him because I'd be willing to bet three weeks ago nobody would have predicted that. I mean, not even Jimmy Mobile Stein. That's true. Uh, this spring, uh, I've been pretty consistent all along in maintaining that I thought Kool-Aid McKinstry would win the corner spot opposite Job, And I'm not necessarily giving up on that. I think there's a chance that Kool-Aid becomes the corner opposite Job at some point over the course of the season. Uh, I believe that's possible still, or uh, but I'm not going to say likely anymore because after this fall's camp, I'm now a believer in Jalen Armour Davis, uh, look, the, the guy has been a starter every practice in the spring, every practice in the fall camp in which he was healthy. Jalen Armour Davis has been the starting first-team guy, and he's played well in the scrimmages, and he played well on A-Day. There's just not a reason to take him out of the lineup. He's just a, a good SEC starting cornerback. He's a veteran guy. I think he's in year three uh, or even year four. I mean, he's been around. Uh, he, he's also capable of playing other spots like star and safety. Uh, I, I think Jalen Armour Davis uh, is one of the big stories on the team because in February and March and May, I've been saying, ah, it'll be Job and Kool-Aid. No, it's Job and Jalen Armour Davis, one of the great stories on this team. Yeah, definitely a great story there. Um, I do think, like you, it's eventually going to be Kool-Aid. He's just going to be too talented to keep off the field. Um, what about Kyrie Jackson? He he appears to be the backup everywhere, which is kind of like jack of all trades, master of none, right? Yeah, uh, I think uh, I mean we're deep there. I mean we're deep in a lot of spots, but we're really deep in the secondary. I think the six main guys are going to be Joe and Jalen Armour Davis, Malachi Moore and Brian Branch, Jordan Battle and Demarco Hellams. Those will be the six main guys that play all the first-team snaps. But look who I'm leaving out. Daniel Wright, Christian Story, Kyrie Jackson, Kool-Aid, and Terry and Arnold. That's like the next group, and they're probably more talented than the first group. They're just brand new. Most of them are new, and there's just not room in the lineup for them. So we're just really deep in the defensive backfield between experienced guys and guys with a lot of talent. And, uh, you know, you never want injuries to happen, and hopefully they won't. We just stay healthy all year at all the spots. But, man, if you could just pick a spot, if you're like, if the football gods were like, sorry, we got to pick out a position to ravage, to ravage with bad injury luck, which group do you want it to be? For me, it's linebackers or the defensive backs. We can survive it because we got some good depth. Um, you know who I'm going to tell you that I'm pulling for more so than anybody on this defense who's not named Will Anderson because 
I think we should all from here henceforth send all of our tax money to Will Anderson just to see, let him do whatever he pleases with it. Um, I'm pulling for Christian Story. I just, I just like him. I called him in the 1A championship game. I just, I want him to be a guy. I want him to be a dude. I do. I'll just say uh, even a day, but I've, I've, I've seen practice slash scrimmages uh, a few times now, not just the past couple of a day, not just this past a day. Uh, I'll say this Christian story stands out to me every single time. I haven't seen a practice where I didn't think Christian was really good. So I, I, for a guy who has not played, I could not be more sold that uh, that Christian Story is a good player. Okay, I'm down with that. I like that you're on board with me here. Um, yep. All right, buddy, that's that's going to do it for this abbreviated episode because tomorrow we'll probably expand a little bit. We got some predictions. Uh, really quickly, any shocking predictions for Thursday night's game? Well, gosh. This is like the worst lawyer thing to say of all time, proving that I'm, I don't have the lawyer stuff out of my system just yet. But I'm not going to be surprised if Minnesota pushes Ohio State because I do think Ohio, Minnesota is like maybe a legitimate top 25 team, and they have a running back that's probably the best running back none of y'all ever heard of. They're running back, Mohamed Ibrahim. I think it's pronounced Ibrahim. Mohamed is a hell of a back. This dude can play. He will be a good NFL player. And Minnesota returns a lot of players. I think they're very well coached by P.J. Fleck. And I'm not going to be surprised if Michigan, if Minnesota pushes Ohio State. Now, that said, the lawyer in me, hey, if Ohio State wins the game 42-7, to should I be surprised? No, no, because they're really good. That was well done, Jimmy. That was. Yeah, that's Three and a half minutes right off there. of a sack of grits. <laughs> exactly. It was like, All right, hell I, of a prediction there. The game might be close or it might be a blowout. That's my prediction. There is less filler in a McDonald's <laughs> hamburger than what you just laid out there. I did. Okay. If I hey, I thought of a good one. Okay. You know what? I'm pissed off. By the way, I, I, I'm – Hey, I'm pissed off that I didn't think of this the other day, right? Because apparently uh, the dude from Dan Levitard's show listened to our show. I appreciated that. And he made fun of my accent, but I can live with it. But this is what I should have said about the UCLA game. And then I'm kind of glad I didn't say it because I wonder if it's offensive. I don't want it to be offensive. But I'm going to say it on here because I feel like our audience can take being offended. There were there are more people there are more people trying to fly into Afghanistan than were at the UCLA Hawaii game. <laughs> I wish you said that. I, too. I don't think that's offensive. I don't think it's offensive, and and I'm I'm thin, I'm thin skinned when it comes. See, I'm never offended. People can even make fun of me or make fun of basically anything about me. And I'm cool with it because, I mean, you just get, I mean, it's just, if it's funny, it's funny, you know. And, uh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm just saying that I don't think that's offensive. I think that's just, that's just flat out funny. All right, buddy. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. With 
I thought of something else to say in my stupid prediction about Ohio State, Minnesota. This is what makes it a little more interesting. You know, I just said, I'm not going to be surprised if it's close, and I'm not going to be surprised if Ohio State wins in a blowout. Here's the weird thing. I'd say the same exact thing about Tennessee Bowling Green. I'm not going to be surprised if it's tight. Uh, I'm really half expecting the game to be tight with Tennessee barely winning. On the other hand, if Tennessee wins 42-7, to aren't they supposed to? Well, they're a 35-point favorite, so, yeah. There you go. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, it's just funny that Minnesota's a legitimately good team. Bowling Green is not. But I sort of feel the same way about Tennessee Bowling Green as I do about Ohio State-Minnesota, which is, ah, might be tight. Might be tight. I- yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Tennessee Bowling Green is much more competitive. So, um, <laughs> All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Right. Roll Tide.